you know, looking at the latest employment numbers, I guess I guess they're not surprising. We've been prepared for this, but they're just unbelievable. Challenger came out with his job cut report today. It was the lowest number since May of 1993. It fell 35% month over month. Then you look at initial jobless claims, and actually they upticked a little bit month over month because there were these seasonally adjusted numbers. But 222,000 is incredibly low, and it looks like they're going to stay that way. So there's a shortage out there. So what happens if you run a company whose mandate is to bring other companies into the 21st century? That's what Matt Rosen does. He's the founder and the CEO of Aleda and uh, and also one of the fastest growing companies in North Texas. And he joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Great to be on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I, I give you a belated uh, congratulations on appearing yet again in the Dallas 100 for fastest growing companies. That's that's. I mean, one time around it's pretty good, but two years in a row is even more impressive. Yeah, thanks. It was quite an honor to be recognized. So, so talk about your company. I mean, you you go into companies and 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 you you bring them up to speed. You know, new technology and e-commerce and. But it requires people to do that, or educated people. Are you running into challenges right now? Yes. Yeah, so as an organization, uh, demand is as high as ever. I've been in the technology consulting business over 20 years now, and this is reminiscent of the late 90s when everyone was trying to fix Y2K issues and yeah. get their first online presence. You have so many different technologies that are hitting all at once from you know electric vehicles to to drones, to, you know, machine learning, to artificial intelligence, and there's more waves coming. And many organizations, uh, frankly, aren't, haven't even started moving their systems to the cloud, which is, you know, we started almost 10 years ago. And so you've got lots of new technology coming into, you know, the mainstream. You've got a lot of companies that are still have, you know, client server environments and haven't really even started their digital conversions. And so there's this huge demand um, in the marketplace for technology services and there's just not enough software and data engineers on the planet to fulfill all the need that's out there yeah and, and it's one thing i i would think that you can re-educate people but i, I mean I, i'm looking at your website and i don't understand half the jargon that's on there <laughs> and 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 that's that's part of it but what do you do? Do you do you re you go back and re-educate the people that are working there, or do you you know Texas Instruments used to sort of grow their own. They were one of the first outfits I knew that would pay for a you know a two-year education at Dallas County Community College, and they supported you know University of Texas in Dallas to sort of grow their engineers. But that takes a long time. It does, and we do actually invest in growing uh, our own talent as well. I mean, obviously, everyone wants to hire experienced folks that know what they're doing. But, you know, those folks are in high demand. I mean, there's applicants out there that if you're, you know, five-year .NET developer, uh, you probably have 200 recruiters calling you and trying to get you on board. And so we've invested in what we call our Aleda Ascend program. And so we have hired about 19 folks this year, uh, and we'll probably hire about 20 next year, that we'll basically put through a three-month intensive training course of what it means to be a consultant. So it's not only about being able to write code or analyze data. It's about having the soft skills to communicate with the, the clients that we're helping. It's about having strong problem solving skills and be able to look beyond the problem that you're solving and look yeah. at you know, what are the broader people and process issues. And not it's not just enough to write good code, but it's being able to think broader about the problem that you're working on. And so we're really investing in growing our own talent that we can put to use for our clients. 
you had mentioned, you know, being a little bit uh, jargony, what we do on our website, I'll try and simplify it. I mean, what we do is we help companies figure out what systems to build, which ones to buy. We help them understand what these new systems look like and how they fit with their existing systems, which is called architecture. We help design software products. So, you know, we'll kind of what the customer. How, so how you're not whipping off a shelf, but something custom. Yeah, it's almost everything we're doing is custom. Yeah, absolutely right. We are building custom software where companies can't buy something off the shelf or what we're building is going to be a competitive advantage for them. It might even be a software product yeah. that they sell. And so we're helping them visualize what it's going to look like, helping them build it, and then helping them grab data out of it and help them make better decisions. Let me go back to something you were talking about earlier because because it struck me, is, is be able to communicate with the clients. And this is... One of the challenges, I think, we have all these great STEM institutions, but science and technology and engineering and math doesn't necessarily teach you how to write a paragraph or how to stand up in front of a group and make a presentation and tell them how you're going to change their life with you know this new improved technology. There really needs to be a blend. You're absolutely right. In fact, many traditional computer science courses only teach theory. They don't even teach some of the latest coding standards. So we get some folks out of school and, you know, they know how to write some language that was, you know, exciting 10 years ago, but they're not teaching in the languages that people need to learn today. Um, and so in addition to that, you know, having the ability to interact with other humans that are not technical, listen to what they want, and then be able to translate that into a tech a technical solution is something that's very difficult to do and something that's in very high demand. And that's frankly what we, we do for a living is we, we listen to problems. Sometimes the problems that are articulated are actually not the ones that need to be solved and then propose solutions that are, you know, our clients can understand and will ultimately help them achieve their, their goals. Cause that's what, that's really our mission as a company is helping our clients achieve, you know, their most strategic objectives, most of which have a technology underpinning. Uh, yeah. So put your CEO hat on here for a minute uh, and your business hat. And let me take you back to something you were talking about earlier. You were talking about, you know, everybody gearing up for Y2K. And what we saw was this tremendous expenditure on hardware and talent and everything else. And then whether it was needed or not, it doesn't matter. Everybody bought and the market just dropped like a rock. So there is a cyclicality to even your business, as good as it is right now. How do you plan for the inevitable dip? So you, you, we're always looking on the horizon for what's coming next. I think it's a good 10 to 15 years be really? before we see another dip like we did you know, the pandemic accelerated this, the adoption of technology by probably five to 10 years, is what a lot of the estimates say. You know, if you weren't a technologist or if you didn't like using your phone to buy things, you, you had to learn. And so many people who were like, I'm, I'm not technical, had to become technical so that they could get food <laughs> yeah. you know, during the pandemic. And so as a result, you know, everyone has this, you know, expectation that when they interact with a company, it's going to be like interacting with Google or Facebook or Amazon. And many companies are not there yet. And so I don't envision, you know, the, the wave of technological change slowing down for the next 10, 15 years. I do think there will be a drop off at some point there is in every market, but I think we're, we're years away from seeing that. So for yeah. the, at least the immediate future, we're continuing to invest in hiring experienced folks training up new ones because we think the demand is going to be there for at least the rest of the state. Yeah, and, and businesses are the ones that really came, came to buy too because they suddenly realized 
my goodness, look at our overhead. It has plummeted. We don't yeah. need as many people. We've got more people that are doing things online, and we don't have to have ground floor locations with parking spaces. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, it is going to be around for a while. I hope so anyway. Well, look, I do as well. Yep, and, 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 and hopefully this, uh, this, this labor crisis will pass, but a, a crisis nonetheless. Matt Rosen's founder and CEO of Aleda. And our guest today, it's good to have you with us. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. Really enjoyed it. Thanks a lot for more of our conversation. Go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.